Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 22nd of January 2017. Well now, Donald Trump is the President of the US and that really was how it had to be because after all, I think everyone who lived in the US, wherever they went, had a lot of people traveling across the US all the time during the electioneering and they never saw any Hillary posters anywhere. So it was a foregone conclusion, pretty well. And it had to be so because no one could survive uh, years of Hillary's voice with that authoritarian, nasty attitude that she's got, yelling at people and telling you what to do and how you think and so on. Uh, completely totalitarian. It was just, uh, I'm surprised her handlers let her go that far. You think they're giving her more finesse or something and more lessons. Or maybe she's so arrogant she wouldn't take them. Who knows? But you understand, as I've said so many times before, uh, that there's always a ruling oligarchy above all politics. And the oligarchy gets into power uh, those that they decide uh, they they want in at that moment. And they themselves, being way above all this kind of thing, allow certain competition amongst the party leaders to fill their pockets, basically. We've seen the neocons fill their pockets through all the, 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 the Gulf Wars that have had over many years. And it, it, they carried on really through the Obama period. And even now they're still consolidating their power across the Middle East for the gas, oil and all the rest of it. And it'll be interesting to see how much of the same group uh, are running the Trump boys as well. And time will tell. But, but we're just little people at the bottom. And as I say, gang warfare. And it's really gang warfare. That's what political parties are at the top. Not the ones that follow them, but the ones, <laughs> the ones that, that rule them. Uh, they're just gangs, basically. And these gangs are more sophisticated than old-type gangs. They do hire big propaganda, meaning PR corporations, to, to work on all the slogans and things that you pick up. But this has been quite an amazing one, really. With a good reality show. It's a continuous reality show. Uh, years and years of uh, Obama and Donald Trump on his reality show TV to get you all used to the idea and use his face and so on. And now you're, you're, it's a continuation of the reality show. That's what life really is right now, isn't it? Including all the, uh, the incredible nonsense that the, the, the media uh, and the depths that they've gone down, they've sunk to really, haven't they? It's amazing depths to to try and convince the public that Russia's involved and, and all these other countries are involved, etc., etc. Just take away the heat from the fact that uh, the so-called Democrats lost. And, and it's quite amazing to see all the big newspapers all just parroting the PR stuff. And that's a, that's a point of propaganda. It's not a matter of those who part it in the upper party believing it themselves. They don't believe it any more than they believed in weapons of mass destruction, but they must all parrot the same thing all the time. And and down the bottom, the, the sheep, as Orwell had it, an animal farm, will all shout the same thing, you know, four lanes good, two lanes bad. And uh, it's quite amazing to watch all of this come into play in our lifetime, because I thought they'd be far, far more sophisticated than the basic stance of propaganda that I've used in the past, the different techniques and so on. But it is amazing, as I say, we're always having our brain worked on and prepared for the next and the next and the next big changes in the world and how you're going to react to it through all your fiction and through your reality shows and so on. I'm quite level-headed to an extent because I don't watch television. I haven't watched television for years and years and years 
and therefore I'm, I'm not getting prepared to swallow uh, the guff, you know, that most folk are. Because that's what, that's what the TV does for you. You don't realize you're being constantly prepared to accept stuff, which you, you really shouldn't accept. Just like Aldous Huxley said during his interview with uh, Wallace, Mike Wallace, back in the 60s or whenever it was, and he said that there are people with techniques, he was talking about scientific techniques, who could use these, he was talking about TV and things like that, who could use uh, these techniques to manipulate the minds of, of the masses, millions of people, and make them, do, make, make, make them accept things that perhaps they shouldn't accept. And, and so it's detrimental to them. And that's what we have today. It's incredible propaganda, incredible indoctrination we have. And most of the time you're getting it, you don't even know you're getting indoctrinated. You're not sitting in a classroom with a teacher just yelling at you. You're sitting and what would be entertained most of the time, at least you think you are. And you don't realize your your shield is down, you're being indoctrinated. It's quite very effective, very good. But I must admit myself, just, just listening to the and watching the anger, uh, almost a civil war, anger whipped up by the two different parties. This time it's been quite something to to really accept because we we all do think we're somehow progressing beyond previous civil wars and previous um, attempts at getting folk to kill each other. Uh, And yet we're not, are we? We're pretty well at the same point because the same techniques will work if they're presented in the same way, regardless of the period, the age that you, in which you live. That's what Plato said too. That any technique from the past that was introduced in a sequence, and by sequence I mean here's where you start, you'll try different ways of starting it until it will start. Once it starts, then you, you'll trial and error it out until you have the whole formula there, until the public accept and, and behave the way that you want them to behave in. Uh, so, so Plato said that whatever they've been made to accept in the past, if you know the formula, you can make them do the same thing again, sticking to the formula. And isn't that so true? There's never been a time, I think, in my life where they're ready to kill each other in the streets. And it's so open, too, that of all the external forces, that the, the different... Um, non-governmental organizations, big foundations that have been out really uh, manipulating millions of Americans' minds for reasons that those folk who are manipulated don't even understand themselves. So many players in this whole thing, which you think is just a matter of the citizenry voting for someone who presides, that's what a president is, he presides over the system of politics. And that's what they really meant by president. He wasn't someone initially who, who just came out and made decisions about things. He might be left to make the ultimate decisions on, on certain things. But most of the time, he was basically to keep everything within the rule of law. And um, how that's all changed too. But then everything does change when, when those who know how to use <laughs> cunning and, and uh, have big plans behind them get into play and get it all working. So, as I say, what an what a, what amazing time, really, isn't it, to, to watch the people getting whipped up and whipped up and whipped up and, and all the different um, people being bussed in, even the so-called illegal immigrants and so on, being bussed into different areas with different IDs to, to vote over and over and over again. It's like something you'd expect to happen in the 1920s 
but here it is happening, you know, in this, this particular century. It's quite some to watch it. And really, as I say, the, the almost ready-to-kill ready attitude of, of ordinary folk getting whipped up into hysteria is just astonishing. It really is. Because whenever someone offers you a saviour, I always walk away and go the opposite direction. You, you can't have someone do and change everything for you and tuck you into bed at night and kiss you in the head and, and say a prayer for you. Uh, you're supposed to do all that yourself. That's what being an adult means. And only by individuals doing that can you have a, a just society. No one's going to come along and do it all for you. If you give away your power to do it yourself through a vote, then you also take all the consequences and the negative reactions and, and, and effects of that vote too, don't you? And sure enough, the U.S. has been known for one thing throughout the 20th century and escalating right up to the present. And it's been war, war across the whole planet, war and big corporate business, mainly the oil industries, but other corporations as well, mineral too and so on, across the world. And its CIA organization, which really has been a bane since it was created because it's generally worked against the interests of the, 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 the general population of the, of the country. So that really you have um, too many, too many uh, organizations in the U.S. Britain's no different. Of course, Britain has its own CIA which is called MI6, but it's got a higher one than that even too, uh, that uh, manages all all the, the the security systems of the of Britain, and and it's been there for quite a long time actually. Therefore, uh, everyone who works in the lesser organisations below it to work on a need to know basis, and generally they they know nothing at all. They just do what they're told. But getting back to propaganda. This has been a, a, a really, this, this is a, a showpiece we've been given to uh, this, this last election. It's something which should be taught in schools just to show you the nonsense that's been spouted out over and over, just like weapons of mass destruction, like robots all saying the same thing. That's what they always, that's how you put propaganda across. It's not necessary that those who give it to you, the politicians, believe it. They don't believe it. It's only necessary that the ones below them will grab and pick it up like a banner and say it to over and over again. It's not meant to be true. It's not meant to make sense. That's why it doesn't make sense. But now the time will come very quickly too where the U.S. will know if they're going to get a breathing space, that the average citizen is going to get a breathing space, or they're going to get the yoke of all the, the carbon taxes chucked off basically, because that's the greatest big uh, grab by this global society, the, the elite of, who, who rule it, basically, to control everyone's lives from birth to death, uh, carbon taxes, energy taxes, and so on, will, will it be tossed out the window, not just a global warming thing, but the actual financial part of it, and it will be interesting to see how the rest of the world re will react, because, you see, there's trillions and trillions of dollars a year to be made of taxing us, on, for behalf of the elite who own us, basically, uh, through all these carbon uh, banks and green banks and carbon trading. 
And without the U.S. to trade carbon, uh, then the rest of it is it's going to be struggle to, to get it really going. They really need the U.S. on board with it to get the trillions flowing. So it'll be interesting, and that'll be the first test, as far as I'm concerned, whether uh, there's any validity at all to anything that Trump has been saying, because uh, it's not what they say. Uh, the proof is in their works, isn't it? That's what they do. So if that's tossed out, then uh, it'd be interesting to see what, what, uh, how the rest of the world will react. Canada especially, because Canada is really um, left of, of Lenin nowadays. In, in Canada, you have to, literally in company, and in, 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 in end politics, you'd have to parrot all the, the slogans they've given out for the people to parrot, because that's how bad it is today. It really is. Uh, if you listen to Canada's CBC radio, the, 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 basically the government-run radio, you'll hear them talking down to you, mainly women too, like so your children. And you're naughty or you're bad if you don't go along with a certain agenda or you don't uh, pick up some new term they're supposed to use instead of an old term, things like that. It's, it's very matriarchal in a sense. It's it, it reminiscent too of, of early school where you'd have some, because from Britain, I knew some women who had bad hair days. They'd come in and, and everybody, everybody in the class would get the strap, the leather strap, for nothing. Uh, but they, that's the same voice that Hillary would use too, really. <laughs> yeah, who, who could stand that for years? Who could stand that? Never mind the plunder too. And, and regardless of all the big, big, big uh, corporate boys flowing money through, the, the Clinton Foundation, the slush fund, for the, and maybe even for the CIA too, because there's certainly enough money in there to overthrow countries. Uh, the U.S. has been really um, almost for sale, isn't it? Or for hire, at least. You can rent the U.S. You can rent uh, uh, the characters in politics who will then loan the money to you through the IMF and World Bank. And the citizenry of the U.S. will pay up uh, when, you're, when you can't pay it back. You're the guarantor as a citizenry. Other countries are the same, mind you. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if that comes to an end as well or starts to get reduced because it's almost been to the stage, and it, maybe it still is to the stage, we'll know, we'll know, that the U.S. military is simply, unbeknownst to all the ones who do the fighting, they're for hire by, by much bigger forces. When you stop questioning things, you're you're basically saying use me because that's the world. The world's a nasty place, you know. There's yeah, there's a lot of nice folk in the world, but but those who seek power by tradition are always nasty, and those who seek power even in small areas of your life are generally nasty. Those who are, aren't in a profession to seek power are generally the best people to have. It's like leaders, and historians generally say that the best leaders in history were ones who simply stepped in uh, during a crisis period, uh, and they didn't want the positions. They stepped in unwillingly, but they did the job, did it well, and and then got out once it was over. They didn't seek those positions. People who seek positions of power are very dangerous people. I used to think about the old days, you see, old centuries when 
occasionally you'd have a really nasty king or queen uh, for so many years, and they could be awfully bloodthirsty and terrible. And you have chaos in the land and horror and fear for a while. And then they'd die off, and then some offspring would, would take over. And they could be quite quite nice. I mean, Germany had some kings here who had hobbies like you know, making, making clo- well, fixing clocks and things, uh, rather than getting the military together like toy soldiers and go off to slaughter folk. So once in a while you had, you had a bit of a breathing space. But today, with the ruling oligarchy of money, that's still in power regardless of what party you think is in power. They have long, long, long-term plans way beyond the life of a king or a queen because they work in centuries where they want to be. That's the sad truth about it. But as I say, we'll never know the real truth of what's going on in the world through propaganda because if nothing else, if nothing else, and I wonder, it's a test straight off the bat, but uh, how long will it be before the general population start to believe the media? The same media that's come out with all this fabricated public relations propaganda nonsense about Russia losing uh, the seat for Hillary Clinton. What rubbish, what utter tripe. And every intelligence agency knows it too. Even the people who are saying it inside the US from the intelligence agency uh, I'm surprised that they, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised they're, they're not going to beat root red when they, when they say it, because they know it's all nonsense. So let's just all wait and see what happens in the next year or whatever. But uh, wars will go on, and um, the big corporations that are behind a lot of wars will continue doing them, of course, and, and we'll continue to pay for them. To do, that's how things really are in the world. But I'll put up uh, some articles tonight too. I should remember as well, by the way, before I forget, that for those who uh, donate, you can maybe help me dig along here because um, a lot of folk just drop off all through Christmas and through January and all that kind of thing. And I always forget to, to mention it as well. But, uh, you know, I was uh, going to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and when you're there, look at all the other websites I have. The official websites are listed on my site. Take note of them because I am getting some hassles and problems um, with the Yahoo uh, ones right now. And I may or may not be able to upload easily. I had a heck of a time last time. It took me 12 hours. I had a good 12 hours to get one site up. And I had some kind of block on me, my own site, so. That's how things really work. The word gets put out very simply to hassle you if you're if you're not on board with whatever it happens to be uh, on behalf of the big boys. It's, it's very simple, isn't it? Or else your server will start giving you hassles and things like that. It's, that's the way things really work in the world. And look at, as I said, go back to the, this almost civil war where they're ready to slaughter each other in the streets in the U.S. for elections. And you can see how easy it is for the big boys to get people to cooperate and just hassle people who are a bit of a nuisance, uh, just trying to do their, their everyday work or whatever it happens to be. Go back to the official websites I have at cuttingthroughmaze.com. There's also NET, another one's there too. And um, you can always get me that way too if you can't get through the, the yahoo.com. Because, as I say, it's best to, to always um, take note of them. 
I can't very well tell you if they just cut me all off to where to go. <laughs> so I'm telling you now. Now, drilling for oil in the Israeli occupied region of Syria's Golan Heights, a violation of international law. That was um, Global Research. Again, it's. Remember, Global Research too always comes from the, the left wing side of things. And left wing to me, I've, I've seen enough left wing the way it's been presented across the world uh, for my, my whole life. Um, to last many, many lifetimes because it's, it's pretty disgusting. It's just disgusting. I've seen it too with Obama's group and all the other uh, forces that get in on the act, of course. And people were sick of it too. That's another reason too that the the, the folk didn't want uh, the same bunch in with a different face because they're enough of Obama. They're enough of the, the, the outside manipulations within the U.S., with the big boys, Soros and so on, they're enough, 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 and it would discontinue under the under the next one, as we well know. So that was another reason why Trump has got in. And as I say, it's just gangs at the top who are competing for power. All they need you for is to vote for them, really. Yeah. Anyway, it says, uh, Israel's occupation of the Golan Heights region violates international law. Thus, Israeli permits uh, granting AFEC the ostensible right to perform exploratory tests of a possible large reservoir of natural gas and light oil is also illegal. But in a world where big oil remains powerful enough to drive foreign policy of the U.S. empire, this direct violation of the Geneva Convention might not even be worthy of a footnote except to the people of Syria. So it's about other things that are happening with oil and gas. And what we do know is, is that, um, that Trump has given Israel uh, rather... Large promises, of course, to go ahead and do what they want to do. And that's the way the world is, isn't it? Yeah. All you can really say in this world is you should be kind of glad you're living in countries. <laughs> isn't this an awful thing to say? Where you have some power in your countries, even when your countries are behind helping other nations destroy smaller nations. And plundered them. Imagine being born in some of these Middle Eastern countries and growing up there, hey, over the last 20, 20 or 25 years, 30 years. Really, you know. But it says, it says here that um, in addition to the ivory raising cabal of Etam, Murdoch, Cheney, and Rothschild, Genie Oil and Gas appointed new members to the Strategic Advisory Board last September including Dr. Lauren Summers, First Secretary of the Treasury under President Clinton and Director of the National Economic Council under President Obama, former Louisiana Senator Mary Landrieu, who is credited with helping pass the U.S.-Israel Energy Cooperation Bill while she chaired the Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources. They all use it, the government like a personal business, don't they? They really do. Come on, they do. That's what this is. This is a former governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, who became an energy insider after serving as the Clinton administration's energy secretary and a former director of central intelligence, R. James Woolsey, who co-founded the U.S. Energy Security Council. A stake is a 153-square-mile region in the Golan Heights, demarcated by Israeli authorities as exclusive territory for AFEC, was the corporation to perform exploratory testing, which began 2015 and through April 2017, and so on. It's 
Um, just business as usual, really. But uh, that's what gets me. It's amazing, as I say. People get riled up and they'll start yelling and ready to kill each other over public relations propaganda, which isn't very good, really. But it's very basic and it works awfully well, doesn't it? And yet they get stuff like this where, where you've got all these characters in government, from one government to the next government, doesn't make any difference, who, who just use your armies and your military and your money, your tax money, uh, to, to, and which clears a way for them to eventually have a corporation move in and then they sit for the rest of their life on this padded chair of petrodollars or oil or gas, you know. You pay for all. And and there's no comeback on that. Like, it's okay. It's okay to, to privately use and privately be in cahoots with other, other nations, uh, wars and so on, uh, or even doing the wars for them, and and getting your big payoffs in the open like this. It, it's amazing to me. It really is. And if the public accept it, which obviously they do, then really we do accept any nasty stuff that comes down the pike to us as well. Because... For every action is an equal and opposite reaction. I've said that since the the nineties. Yeah. Anyway, I put this link up to for anybody who's really interested in it, and we shall see. And then you have this one, which is strategic advisory board. It's a that's the of Genie Oil, Genie Oil, and gas. Advises management on strategic, financial, operational, and public policy matters. I'll put that up too with a list of all the names in it that I've just read. Michael Steinhardt, Chairman. Richard Cheney, naturally. But they've had some career at the Cheney, is he? Mary Landro, uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch, naturally. Bill Richardson, Jacob Rothschild, OMGB. Dr. Lauren Summers, and James Wolseley. Uh, that's their payoffs. That's part. Some of their payoffs probably won't be all, of course, but that's some payoffs to some of the politicians for sure. And then you get uh, this article here in Canada now that they're they've got the the great scam of carbon taxes in you know without even telling the public where it goes or or that doesn't matter. It says doesn't seem right. Funeral home overcharges grieving families for cremation. Carbon tax. Ed Conan says he was disturbed to see a $100 carbon tax on the bill for his mother's cremation last week. Both families complained to the business alternatives, funeral and cremation services, Adrie, just outside Calgary, uh, were, I guess, the ones behind it all. This $100 fee was handwritten on Ed Conan's bill when he paid uh, to cremate his 93 year old mother. Margaret Conan, who died January 7th. The funeral home staff had no explanation for him. The only thing they could do is go public. And already, you see, the government's used uh, the excuses, well, you know, we can't do anything about it, and it's not our fault, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, because it must be this whole carbon tax is to control everybody on the planet from birth to death, right down to could, how many are going to die in the winters because they can't heat themselves. And I'm not kidding you there, it's, that's what it's all meant to do. Uh, it's all in the open now. They don't care. And right to, so it's bad enough when you die, now when they, after you're dead, they want, they want you to still make money off you. 
And again, there's no outcry from the public. There's no outcry. Now, this is a badly written article, too, but regardless of the fact, as it says, um, they got some kind of uh, double check done or something, and they, 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 the company said they were off by a decimal point, so they brought it down to a few, to about ten dollars or some ten dollars, ten dollars and nine cents. I like the nine cents part, eh? <laughs> anyway, uh, this is going. There's going to be an awful lot about this kind of stuff, and and um, and of course there'll be a lot of pockets and, and businesses like this that'll pad their their pockets because the public don't know any better. They'll just pay what they're told. When they're grieving, that's generally when they hit them for even cancer uh, charities and things. That's when they're grieving at uh, at the cremation place, you know. But uh, yeah, you know, just just carbon, carbon. Oh. I wonder if they can charge nature for carbon for all the volcanoes and so on, and for the forest fires that start naturally and always have since time immemorial. But no, it's got nothing to do with that. It's all they do with control. Although many folk will certainly pad their pockets with it. The system is corrupt, you understand, and, and human nature is corrupt. And it's always a battle to stay non-corrupted, isn't it? And the more atheistic a system you, you go into, the more corrupt you'll find it's going to become. That's one thing that Peter Hitchens, the brother of Christopher Hitchens, talked about in different talks he's given, that... The terrible conditions in, in post-Soviet nations of folk ripping off other folk and so on compared to countries that still had religion left. And religion, at least to help each other, they still had that humanity in them. But in the countries that were pure Soviet, where had been knocked right out the window, basically, uh, it's dog-eat-dog, everybody for themselves. And that's what we get as time goes on. They even give you many characters in fiction over the years, too, who are to emulate. Apparently, the stacks of uh, TVCs now about psychopaths, to make them psychopaths trendy. And, um, and including the ones that do murders and things like that. You understand there's nothing you cannot do with humanity. It's like plasticine. You can bend it any way you want to, uh, knowing the techniques, the techniques of Plato and and, and since Plato. It's a, a fi- an easy, fine art now to make people go along and do, and even say and believe in what you want them to say and believe in. The sciences are here. The repetition is here. The techniques through TV, computer, and so on, it's all here. And when you went to <laughs> Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, when he was, was challenged with the carbon tax, he says, uh, Trudeau's Liberals just got struck by the first shot in Canada's carbon tax rebellion. Well, I don't see any rebellion here. I haven't even heard a, a murmur, to be honest with you. During a uh, now notorious town hall in Peterborough, Ontario, Prime Minister Trudeau last week came face to face with an issue that could become his electoral undoing, not just in Ontario, but across all of Canada. The moment came when the Peterborough audience erupted in cheers and applause for a 54-year-old woman, Cathy Catula, who pleaded for the Prime Minister's support in her battle against soaring Ontario electricity bills 
and the burden of living in what she described as energy poverty. That's the term now they've been using in Britain for years, energy poverty. You've got all these laws uh, to, to bring down the population too, especially once your only function is to keep paying taxes and produce. Once you get to retirement age, you're now a burden. That's what they, that's what they claim from the United Nations. I've read the articles from the UN before, and that is the agenda, folks, you know. Anyway, it says, um, I'm asking you, Mr. Trudeau, how do you justify to a mother of four children, three grandchildren with physical disabilities and working up to 15 hours a day, just how is it just justified for you to ask me to pay a carbon tax when I only have $65 left in my paycheck every two weeks to feed my family? After the audience broke out into 10 seconds of applause and shouts of support for the woman, Trudeau bobbed and weaved, writing the technicality that electricity is a local matter <laughs> and that, in fact, it was the government of Liberal Premier Kathleen Wynne for Ontario that was responsible for Ontario's soaring hydro bills, the product of the province's billion-dollar carbon-fighting boondoggles. It's not my carbon tax, said Trudeau, backing away from the problem. We haven't brought in any carbon tax yet, ma'am. Well, he could quite easily ban it, regardless, across the whole country if he wanted to. But he won't, know. It doesn't start kicking in for another few years, he says. That's from the federal level. That's technically true, but politically uh, disingenuous. The federal government has declared its intention to have a carbon tax installed in all provinces by 2018 rising to $50 a tonne by 2020, and has praised Ontario's new cap-and-trade. That's them, the big boys that are they're trading uh, carbon. Uh, on ca- gasoline, na- natural gas, and other fossil fuels for being one of the first to fulfill Ottawa's national carbon strategy. So Trudeau, sen- uh, sensing political trouble, essentially said that while Ottawa will impose a carbon tax, and Ontario is leading the way. Ontario's carbon tax is not his carbon. It's not his problem, is what he's saying. <laughs> and it says, to further muddy the issue, Trudeau said that even if it were, Ottawa's carbon tax is all for a good cause. You're making you poor is for a good cause, you understand, you know. And the ultimate objective, he said, is, is the total elimination of fossil fuels as a source of energy. We're in a time of transition. Oh, we're in, this, is the, this is the century of transition. I've given all the talks in the past. Go into the currentrymedies.com uh, archive section, and you know, all the source material is there uh, from, from the United Nations and the big boys. Years of stuff there. This is the century where all this has to be accomplished. The new society, the global society, the new type of global society. A time of transition. The world is moving off of fossil fuels, he says. What do you mean the world? The world is not a living thing as we are, you see. It's a different thing. It's a thing with living things on it, even things living in the earth, even bacteria are living in it. But, but the world itself, you see, uh, that's, that's the whole thing. It, it, it's trying to say that we, we are the world. No, we're not the world. We're people here. And we all live on the world. That's where we happen to be standing. But to pay money to the world, well, what is the world? Has it got a bank, the World Bank here? Is that what it is? There's some kind of creatures coming from the from the pit way down below coming up to grab the cash and run off with it? What rubbish. No, the money's going into the pockets of the big boys so as they can gamble it on a new stock market. Beautiful, isn't it? Trading billions of tons of nothing. Nothing. 
And he says, furthermore, even though his government has such a carbon tax in mind or were to force the imposition of such a carbon tax, the money collected would stay in the provinces, not one. He didn't mention the federal sales tax on the carbon taxes that would send money to Ottawa. Trudeau later bestowed one of his trademark hugs on Cathy Catula, but it's unlikely many of the Peterborough town hall are watching the event unfold in their TV and social media feeds, accepted the Prime Minister's secular attempts to disentangle himself from his own policies. This is just the beginning of Canada's carbon tax mayhem. In the wake of the Peterborough Town Hall, the Prime Minister and his Liberal staffers would do well to assume that they were witnessing an opening skirmish in what threatens to become a prolonged political battle over over carbon taxation, a policy the Prime Minister now owns as his personal crusade. Well, it's up to the public to say no, you know. Tell these servants, you know these public servants, that we're fed up with taxes, and get this yoke off of our necks. We don't want it. We want to heat ourselves the way we can survive and heat ourselves without having to worry about starvation at the same time by paying all these taxes. And we don't want to be controlled by more and more cancerous government agencies because that's where they are. They grow until they strangle the body of society. Now, you should remember, too, that if people don't speak out, and this is what the big boys always do, they put a few cents on whatever it is they're going to tax, uh, not much that you'll really murmur much about, you see, and, and after about a year you'll accept it, and then they'll jack it up again, big time, and more and more and more, until, it's all, it's, until getting it doubled or tripled every so often is quite normal. You would nip every cancer in the bud. That's why that was cut out at the start, you see. And if you do that, then you won't have the problems down the road. If you allow this into your life, you would have a new bureaucratic inspection unit coming around to check your home for heating and all the rest of it, to give you fines. Uh, if, if there's any heat loss, it's all part of the same big con game uh, of how you live and uh, what you're burning for fuel. And uh, and you have the latest up, upgrades to, to the new, latest standards of what you're using to burn the fuel, yada, yada, yada. And for the corporations, fantastic. For you, you're going into utter Stone Age poverty. And even the, even the Stone Age man could heat himself with wood without taxation coming along. You better think about it, because I'm not kidding you. This is the greatest con. And I've read all the articles over years from the top players, including politicians and government, who talk about it being a con, but it doesn't matter. They say it's for a good, a good cause to help the poor countries across the world. Well, it won't go to the poor countries across the world. You know that is when you go into the big corporate pockets. We live in a very corrupt system. Very corrupt. And it just gets worse and worse the, the more you, you shut up about it. It's time you said, no, that's enough. That's enough. You have the right to say that. No, that's enough. And there is a, always a, 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 a crucial point where they have to start listening to you and back off or stall their and hold, put on hold their big plans and all the rest of it. Then they, then they go to work again, trying to get you to go back to sleep, and then they bring you back in again. You've got to keep at it. That's what it's all about. Eternal vigilance, they always said. And it's true. They're saying, too, evil never sleeps, you know. Never sleeps. There are think tanks working on how to con you in a thousand different ways all the time. 
There's even think tanks working full-time across the world uh, and selling their, their, their techniques to, to school authorities for better ways of indoctrinating the students to believe whatever agenda is that's getting pushed. And you've got all the newer scientists working on better ways to manipulate the public from from school uh, to school and past school into into the, the domestic life and so on, and how to make them docile, uh, contented um, members of the public when they should not be contented with the conditions and the way things are going. It's a full-time battle getting worse all the time with the very techniques that Aldous Huxley warned about, scientific techniques. Used all the time. What's your government doing hiring all these psychologists and behaviorists and neuroscientists in order to control you? Is that what government's all about? Isn't government supposed to be responsible to you? Instead of being, making sure that, that they're never going to be responsible to you. But it's time the public really, really started right now because it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And I'm telling our thing too, when they come out with the inevitable, well, we'll give certain subsidies to certain families who can't afford it. More forms for everybody to fill in and feel, feel degraded about having to fill in forms to get a supplemental allowance from a government lab. No, just don't bother putting the taxes on in the first place. Then we won't have that problem then the government won't have to pay uh, a whole new bureaucratic level uh, their paychecks to collect this kind of cash. It's nonsense. It's a lie. Absolute lie. The whole global warming issue is absolute rubbish and a lie. Carbon dioxide is a trace gas that's always been here. If it wasn't here, we'd all be dead. And everything on the planet would be dead. And they're going to tax you on it because you breathe it out. And it's different from carbon monoxide, remember. And they've confused the public so much you think it's all the same thing they're talking about here. Now remember that the carbon taxes are only part of the whole agenda for the Millennium Project, for Agenda 21, 2030, all the same thing of reducing energy supplies to people down the road. That's what's about really reducing energies in the long run and making you pay for the energy that you use. Because they know, and I've read all the articles from the top scientists at the United Nations, that uh, they can actually bring down the population. More folk will die if you can't get proper energy to heat yourself and so on, quite naturally. And... Um, it's about control, control of the populace and the population. Uh, and the way you, they live, uh, of course, it's a big, it's the big stick to allow bureaucrats and inspectors into every facet of your life. That's what the United Nations has already made quite clear. And they even said, and, and I read the article before, when they gave the think tank called the Club of Rome uh, uh, the job of finding a way to make people give up all their rights and freedoms, and they came up with the idea that man then was the enemy, therefore... You know, man would be the, the, the one they'd have to attack. Uh, and they would say that man was causing, would cause famine, drought and the like. They just help on the idea. No proof, no nothing. They didn't need proof. It's just, just an idea to scare everybody. And, and therefore man is the enemy. So you're the enemy and now they're going to make you pay and control your lives through carbon taxation, inspections and all kinds of things. And if the folk put up with it, which they, which they probably will, you know, in some countries, 
then uh, they, they will deserve what they get down the road. And it's true, isn't it? Most folk accept whatever comes along the pike uh, without question, and they don't realize that they, they do have a say in things, and, and they certainly, with numbers, can protest anything at all and get the message across loud and clear until it's nipped in the bud before the cancer spreads. Now here's an article from Alberta, and it talks about thousands of Albertans queuing at service centres across the province on New Year's Eve, because that's when the carbon taxes were coming in the next day, with a goal of filling up their tanks before the province's new carbon tax kicked in at midnight. And it says... uh, the political backdrop includes using the tax. This is the con that they're, they're telling the public to transfer wealth to the less fortunate. It's not going to go to the less fortunate in your own country at all. Don't believe that for a second. I've read all this stuff from the United Nations on the air about this. Using the tax to generate revenue akin to a sales tax, long verboten in Alberta, and using it as part of Premier Rachel Notley's stated ambition to gain social license in exchange for greater pipeline acceptance. And it says there's been backlash already uh, in politics about it. And um, it says the federal conservative leadership contender Kevin O'Leary called Alberta's tax a horrendous mistake in an open letter to Mrs. N- Ms. Notley. You'll officially be guiding Alberta into an economic blizzard with the implement- implementation of the carbon tax. And a disaster Alberta won't be able to dig itself out of, he wrote. It's to expand, remember, and don't be, don't be conned but the little rebates that they give you. They did the same with the value-added tax a long time ago in Britain, then the same with the GST in Canada. Then it drops off and you never hear about it again, but they keep taxing you. <laughs> it's a great con. Uh, why change a formula when it works on the public? It keeps you lulled into, into sleep, basically. And this is Alberta's economy-wide carbon tax now prices carbon at $20 per tonne, but before increasing to $30 per tonne of carbon dioxide emissions in 2018. That matches the the nearly nine-year-old carbon tax in neighbouring BC, while the proceeds from the BC's carbon tax were used to reduce the province's income taxes. Ms Notley has rejected that approach. As of 2018, Alberta's carbon tax would bring in about as much as 3% of sales tax, a comparison that the National Democratic Party has sought to avoid. While most of the tax will be spent on government programs, more than $2.3 billion will be spent over the next five years on rebates for lower-income families. It won't go there at all. The carbon tax's arrival has caused many worries in Lloydminster, a bi-provincial city of nearly 30,000 cut in half by Alberta and Saskatchewan boundary. Right in the middle. So they've got to kowtow to both sides here. Anyway, it's this year. Uh, Saskatchewan waived the, the PST, that's a provincial sales tax, on the other side of the border because they knew that all business would go to Alberta if they didn't. There's so many taxes now, they're, they're tripping over each other and fighting over it. But it says here... Um, However, groups across the province have raised concerns about the new tax and the government's unwillingness to grant many exemptions. School districts have complained about the increased cost of operating buses and heating classrooms. Municipalities have raised similar concerns about increased costs without funding increases. In Calgary, an arena has warned parents to dress warm and pack a blanket as it says it might have to turn off the heat due to a jump in natural gas prices. Well... All this could be avoided if you just totally rejected uh, this carbon tax nonsense.
because it's not to end there. And it's all deceptive. The reasons they give to you are deceptive. It's about controlling your life entirely. And it's to increase, increase, increase until it's all quite normal and a good chunk of your income will go to, I go to pay for the fact that you just happen to live. That's the penalty for living. But it's quite a good article, this one I'll put up. And again, facts don't count, remember, when it comes to big agendas that are already signed into, into law. You, you know, th- th- this internationalism has got to stop because every country is different. Uh, and, and its makeup mentality and its way it operates, it's all different. Never mind its climate. And, and uh, you just can't go along with this, with this internationalism, which the, the communists wanted for a long, long time. And really, those big, massive corporations that run the, the, the communism, because there are corporations above it, of course, naturally, uh, they'll run both sides of it, in fact, um, whichever suits them most of the time is the one that they'll, they'll, they'll actually choose. That's how the world really runs. But you cannot, you cannot allow yourself to be treated like some kind of slave. You can't allow that at all. Especially when the, the, the science is completely bogus. And it is bogus. And many of the articles I've read in the past years to do with that, even from politicians in Canada, say that even though the, the science is bogus, this will be a good thing for the world. Because it could control people, you see. It's disgusting. Disgusting. And, you know, the, the media here, you, you can't get the regular media to do in, in-depth studies of it, like the ones I've done in the past. Because they're all on board with it. The media is always on board with things. And all they help, help to do, I think, is, is, is really help confuse the matter even more. I mean, out of this thing here, they say, oh, you may, you may get some rebates from this, this extra tax. If it's even anything done properly, you wouldn't get any rebates in the first place. Another layer of bureaucrats dealing with the mess of rebates, taking so much off you, giving you so much back. What a lot of utter nonsense. Nonsense, eh? But eventually it'll stop you travelling because you're, you can't afford to travel. That's, that's communitarianism. It says to live in your own little uh, pre-designed area, your community, uh, under Agenda 21. The agenda for the 21st century, remember, that was signed into law by your government. International. And it'll be done step by step through deception because they can't use any other means to get it all through. It has to always be deceptive. Otherwise, you'd never accept anything that they gave you. Most of the things they give you actually are, are deceptive. Uh, and that's the way it is. Plus, your governments are always corrupt anyway. You don't see how corrupt they are generally until they're out of office. Then you see all the, all the, the boards that they're allowed to put seats on, extra seats on to, for ex-politicians and that to rake in all the, the, the back, the back cash, the back sheesh, you might call, call it from uh, all the laws they've passed on behalf of the big masters way above them. You know, you have to look back at history, what we're given is history, but we never get real truth in history either, do you? It's, the old British system was all battles and kings or Lord so-and-so won the battle of blah, 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 and, you know, and that kind of stuff. That was what was given as history. Who owned what, basically? The, the populace, the ordinary folk were, weren't really mentioned much because it didn't matter. They had to do all the work and everything, but it didn't matter because they weren't somebodies. You're either somebody or you were nobody. 
But as time goes on, we sort of progress, as they call it, progression into better systems of living and better ways of living. And, 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 and really, folk have no idea that the ordinary person really has only had a, a bit back from all their labor, uh, but for themselves, that is, in a, in a good sense, and for over, just over a hundred odd years, they didn't realize that. Before that, it was pretty miserable for most folk, except those who, would, who had really had the money and those who worked for governments and the corporations. And everything works, as I say, to progress. Well, what's progressed, unfortunately, is the technique of managing the public through using all the studies that they've done, countless studies on us for, again, over well over a hundred years, on manipulation of the human mind, uh, because we're, we're still treated as the mass people, you see, and we're not individuals; we're we're part of the mass, and that's how they they want. That's how they do see us. In fact, at the top, bureaucrats are notorious for that. They're they're more Marxist than anything else because that's how Marx saw the world too. That's when the term the masses came into being, and then you had all the time and motions guys, the guys that uh, were to perfect methods of working to to save uh, labor and to get more produce out of the, the actual laborers and um, and so it became more and more hum- inhumane in factories and elsewhere too to this present day in fact for those who still have factories but the bureaucracies still work the same way that you are a productive unit therefore they want to soak uh, not just their paycheck out of you which always goes up every year regardless of the, of the political climate or the economic climate. And, uh, but they want to soak you and soak you and soak you because you're just one of the masses. Uh, what you get back from it is just nonsense. Now, now they seem to give you lies of pseudoscience, and that's what climate change is all about with the CO2 and everything else. It's utter lies uh, as, as, as far as a reason to tax you go. I'd, I'd been happy if this called a voodoo tax. Because then, because it's more honest, isn't it, uh, than, than fake science. And it is fake science. And, and there, there are more scientists outside of this whole thing who disagree with the policies than they're on board with the IPCC or anybody else for that matter. Uh, they're all paid hacks, paid prostitute hacks. They'll, they'll say anything that they're told to say for a massive paycheck. So everything does progress, including the liars and the techniques used to lie to the general population. It's too scientific today for most folk. They, they'll believe it. They don't realize they're getting conned in every documentary they watch too, with the little furry animals and things. Anything can be made to appear to be something else. Anything at all on television. Now, before I finish for tonight, uh, I will say it'd be interesting to watch the U.S., who's maybe got a bit for a reprieve, from all of these, these various taxation uh, agendas from the United Nations. And it'd be interesting to see if they do anything at all with the UN. It's about time it was completely reformed or uh, even dismantled. That we, it's, it's a disgusting uh, system of, of uh, lobbyists and all the rest of it, too, working under the guise of helping humanity and uh, helping themselves in the process from big corporations. It's just utterly corrupt. And what I'll mention again is to try, if you have any problems at all with CuttingThroughMedics.com, try these sites, which are on CuttingThroughMedics.com. I, I put these ones up too uh, as standbys. And you can try 
Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.ca. You can use Alan Watt sentient sentinel.eu and you can use cutting through com. Uh, that these are all on uh, the com site as well. These ones make a note of them in case you have problems in the future, because uh, we really are going into third worldism as they change uh, the, the servers and so on, uh, uh, the change countries <laughs> that are dealing with you, and then you have to deal with other third world countries. I did that last week for hours and hours, like twelve hours or whatever it was overnight, trying to get uh, help for the sites that suddenly have been locked out of them. And Yahoo has moved stuff over to India, for instance, and uh, try and get things done there is just, uh, I think, well, it's like being in India, I have to say that. Because, uh, never mind the language and the very, very thick accent, um, it's, a different, it's a different mentality in different countries. And it's not putting anybody down, it's just there are different ways of thinking and doing and so on. And that's the way it is. Uh, so uh, these country, these all these things that you're getting dependent upon, are being sold out internationally and going to the cheapest bidder, and uh, and the cheapest cost for for those who own the big businesses, to the detriment of society in general. And that's what's happening. So let me know too if you have any problems with downloading my talks. From myself on Watt from Ontario, Canada. It's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you.